With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Okay, we're all in take five. Hook them up with E and Rod P. Brought to you by Bud Light on the Horn. Appreciate everybody this morning. Fabulous fifth hour is underway. Coming up, uh, coming off of our Who Said That conversation. Who said that? We've got some more Who Said What because uh, Brett Yormark, <laughs> marketing whiz, but taking shot at that Texas expense. We had a text last hour, Rod, that says, man, Rod, I'm disappointed in you. I was hoping you would go after Brett Yormark. <laughs> Which uh, you're not defending, right? Your mark, you were pointing out to our audience, and let you do it again coming up yeah. of uh, what was in his mind when he said it. Yeah, I think his what, mo- his, uh, what his motive might have been, right? To say something Which like it's, that. It's pragmatic radio. Yeah, and, uh, but you know, you know, you're a Longhorn. Longhorn fans are mad. They are. They're upset. I get it. And concerned. And they're worried that this may be kind of a you know this 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 actually may be foreshadowing. Well, well, think about why, right? The what may happen. We've been in a 10, 11, 12-year malaise as a program, mm-hmm. Texas has been. And this feels like the best team since 08, 09. This feels like a team that, you know, the teams you were on late in your career uh, that are this close to taking that next step. And, well, are the, are the officials and is the conference going to screw this thing up and prevent mm-hmm. us from uh, getting, that, getting that ship on our way out? Is this what Brett Yarbrock is telling us? A lot of paranoia on yes. the part of Texas fans. We're finally where we need to be, and Sark's <laughs> doing a good job. And what do you know? Now we got to not just beat the opponent; we got to beat the Big Twelve. Yeah, that's part of it. Yeah, yeah. you do. Yeah, well, we'll I mean, hear from you'll hear from Yarbrock. No <laughs> and uh, you know, even before the comments were made, Chris Del Conte made some comments saying, "Hey, we know what's coming." Uh, we'll have that for you. Well, quick reminder, tonight about 10 o'clock is when we're going to shut down our contest to win those Austin Gamblers tickets. Oh, yeah. Austin Gamblers Gambler Days are coming tomorrow, tomorrow night, Saturday night, and Sunday at uh, Moody's Center. They're going to turn that wonderful arena into a rodeo arena. It'll be the highest level. Best bulls, best riders. And here's the deal, Rod. We've been giving away those uh, three-day passes, right, for all three nights for you and a guest. We have a couple more to give away before if you get yourself registered at hornfm.com. But also our friends at the Austin Gamblers have – Giving us an option for a horn listeners. If you mentioned you heard it on the horn, when you call to get your tickets or go to Austin Wrangler or AustinGamblers.com and get those signed up, you got a twenty five percent discount. Ooh. For a horn what? listeners. Twenty five percent off. Oh, that's big time. Come on. Man, I love the straight I love to save some money. Yes. Mm-hmm. Some straight cash on me. Save so, yeah. Well if just say you listen to Ian Rod B on the horn, you, you listen to say. Bullish and BS. And you want to be be at there, and I promise you, if you go to one night, you go to all three nights or whatever, you will have a blast. It's a great, yeah, it's it is a great show. High octane, mm-hmm. adrenaline filled, yeah. fun. It is entertaining. And, <laughs> yeah. and, and plus, they've got the Gambler Day, so you've got live music each night. Uh, William Clark Green on Saturday night, Kevin Fowler on Sunday, William Ziders tomorrow tonight, tomorrow night. So get those tickets, get on out there, and take it in. And yeah. it's be, meant be to hooked. be a family friendly environment. Like it's meant to be fun for all. 
the you, entire family. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, kids will like the bulls, man. And when I say the kids, they, they don't, they don't like just people being thrown off of bulls and bulls running around. But for, you know, for wifey, if she's not into that, they got music. They got all kind of stuff there. And it's the mood. Extravaganza. Time. And, yeah, you can just take in the ambiance who can handle, of the mood. And who can handle the eight seconds of, uh, of pure adrenaline? It's a long eight seconds. I can tell that right now. Just even watching it, it's a long. And then when sometimes they're only on for like three or four seconds, you're like, damn. That was a long well, three or four seconds. That, uh, you know, if that, the, you know, that bull takes the wrong turn and you're not anticipating, you're coming down. You're going off. I mean, it's one of those trying to trying to dance with it, mm-hmm. trying to predict. And this yeah. is a, you know, thousand pound or more animal that's not happy. Oh yeah. And the, remember about this with the gamblers, the bulls are the just like in horse racing, thoroughbreds are bred. Bull, buck and bulls are bred. Yeah, they're like they have a ranking, like a world oh, ranking for the oh. bulls. Like, yeah, right? and it's a hugely yeah. lucrative industry to, to, to actually. Breeding. Oh yes, man, if to you breed the bulls, if you if you raise a, a top end bull uh, and and birth and raise and it becomes a grand champion that become that no one can ride. Uh, boy, the, the the stud fees for that bad boy. I mean, because that's through the roof. Because it's you know, just like thoroughbreds are, are different. I mean, these but these bull ride bulls are, are for mm-hmm. real. No, oh, yeah, and they're mad. You stud them out. And they know mm-hmm. people are trying to ride them. That stud fee, man, that's what you want. That's that's some good money. Especially with a championship. Yeah. Bull. Bull. Well, BS and bullish. You get bullish on the gambler. Uh, the gamblers coming up this weekend. Uh, somebody says uh, Longhorn Bear said us that, that uh, we, we got what what's popping for the end of the hour. Bijan playing tonight. We'll get your details on that. Yeah, Atlanta Falcons. I forgot who they're at now. Yeah, there are two against. NFL games tonight. Yeah, so and I'm not sure if he's playing or not, honestly, because it's a is it it's their last preseason game. So I'm not sure if Bijan's going to play or not. It's a good question. He is listed as third on their depth chart, but that doesn't matter with the Atlanta Falcons. And they got a lot of running backs to throw out there. One of my buddies just texted me, you remember Overshone with that targeting penalty on that sack he had. These officials are in. It's cooked. It's already cooked. <laughs> oh, most people point out the Alabama game and what should have been a safety. That's what a lot of Longhorn fans Those weren't remember. even Big 12 officials, though, were they? No, you're probably right about that. I'm not even sure. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. That was terrible, though. That was a terrible call. What would they, they say? You can't review that play or something like that. It was just a bad. Yeah, it was just a terrible call. Even the explanation was bad. It just it it, it just seemed. Well, and you <laughs> gave you gave the uh, the the Reddit, Reddit rabbit hole theorists who are looking for stuff. You you gave great ammo that the Longhorns. Oh the, yeah. The, the Cliff Notes version is we know the Longhorns were second according to Pro Football Focus in pressure rate last season. Mm-hmm. Yet they were. At the bottom of the Big Twelve and getting holding calls, they forced were, holding calls. Yeah, they were at the fewest forced holding calls uh, on opposing O lines in the Big Twelve, which is two. Which you would, you know, if you're correlating things, the A team, and and so if they were second only to Clemson in pressures, that's what Pro Football Focus says nationally. Mm-hmm. And they're certainly the best pressure team in the Big Twelve. Yep, they should have forced the most holding calls because if you're winning at the point of attack at least more than clutching, two. grabbing, holding you should have more than two holding calls you should have more than two <laughs> so yeah I, I'm with you and that's probably why uh, at least I don't know if the coaches believe this but I'm throwing it out there one of the reasons why they only had 27 sacks in, in uh, the theory is that the hypothesis is that maybe they were just being held a lot couldn't convert some of those sacks. That's now you great. can't lean on that as a coach. You need to go out there and 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 well, teach your your, well, your players proper technique so they can convert those pressures into sacks. But that's one of the theories that maybe Texas would have had more sacks had they not been being held more. But you will be held because offensive linemen they all hold on every play. Well, and I do know it, a couple things on that. I do know having been sitting right near the end zone against Alabama, 
that was a sack, and that was a safety. Now, those weren't Big 12 officials, but that was a safety, dang it. It looked like it to me. I ain't going to say it. Just my eyes told me it was, was a safety. That was a safety. looked like it. I, what, I don't even still don't know what they called that. That was ridiculous with Bryce. But, you know, it was one of the things I'll say for Texas, that, 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 to go to that correlation, the Longhorns don't have great edge players, but they had great interior players. Mm-hmm. A lot of their pressure came right up the gut. Yep. And I think it will be again this year. And sometimes you get away with more holding that way where you get beat, but you just kind of collar a guy mm-hmm. and he's push, pushing you backwards, but, you know, doesn't get called because it's, you know, it's not tougher to see in the interior in the gut. It's easier to see it on the edge because, yeah, you, you know, well, you got yeah. so much space to identify it. Yeah, you get yeah. beat. It's obvious <laughs> when you grab oh. and hold that guy. Somebody said the Alabama game was a Big 12 crew. Oh! Oh, Come on, man. No. <laughs> Conspiracy theorists unite uh, I was on at the, the grassy knoll. I was at the game. There was a lot of that. Oh, uh, the non, you know, the, on the Bryce Young scramble that set up the game-winning field goal. I mean, uh, he, you know, hey, Ryan, watch you got Ryan, watch you got to get that. Make the you got to make that sack though. Come well, on, and that's the stuff, right? I mean, come on, Ryan. Steve Sarkeesian can say that to his guys. Like, look, guys, we're not going to get the benefit of the doubt. Make the sack. Make the exactly. Go Break make down the play. Tackle. Leave no doubt. Don't even leave it up to the officials because if it's left up to them, yep. we're probably going to get shafted. He would have been a legend forever. That would you right. Made that tackle. Ryan Watts, he'd be eating, he'd drinking for free in Austin, Texas for the rest of his life. Well, because that would have been a game change. That would have been the end of the game, essentially. Yeah. That was They'd it. beat Bama. It would have been we fourth win. down, right? Uh, yeah. It would have been like fourth and 18. They would have yeah. had to essentially do a Hail Mary kind of thing. Essentially, I think you're right about and that. They, and they, were, they had clock issues, and they had to kick a field goal. There was mm. a lot that had to happen. If they get that sack for negative yards, and the clock would have kept running there. You're right about that. Great point. Yeah, oh. Massive play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all right. This year, you got a chance to redeem yourself in somebody Tuscaloosa. Gave you, somebody gave you some homework. Said, Rod, can you find out how many holding calls Clemson had against them? Uh, I can. Oh, I'll uh, find yeah. that tomorrow. How many times did it, what, Clemson have against who? Like forced holds against oh, anybody. Oh, forced. Okay, I can do that. They yeah, were yeah, because they're the number one. Okay, yeah. I can do that. I'll do that for you. I'll have that tomorrow. All right, give us the Cowboys stuff. We'll get back to Brett Yormark because we've been all over him all morning, and it's the fifth hour. But uh, you mentioned that the Cowboys – actually, before you get to the, the guarantees that maybe were made, I need to play for our audience the Jerry Jones being 80 and doesn't oh, care. Oh, yeah, about Sam Williams? Yeah, this is this great. Is, uh, this is classic Jerry Jones, man. I love it. Maybe even better than classic. Well, because he's, he's all, he, we know this. Jerry, and I think it's actually something um, that should be celebrated about Jerry Jones. And you could argue as a businessman or a football mind, long, and fans don't really like it. But he does celebrate redemption. He's all about the second chance in life. He 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 almost seeks out troubled, uh, talented yeah, souls. He, Jerry's home for wayward boys. Yes, exactly. Saint Jude of the been. NFL. He's Greg a, Hardy, yeah. Pac Man Jones, Patron Saint Patron Saint of, of Alden lost, Smith. lost causes. He loves the lost cause, the talented yet troubled soul. Um, so Sam Williams kind of kind of falls in that for him. I think that's what. Just well, and typically about. they take those yeah. guys in the second or third round. They they'll they'll they do. They, in the first round, they, they look for character. They're looking for the Zach Martins. Mm-hmm. They're looking for the Micahs. Second round, because a lot of times for the Cowboys, their philosophy, if they get into the second round and it's got a first-round grade, then we'll start to it's deal with some risk. of that. Now yeah. we'll, get, we'll let Jerry's home for wayward boys go to work on it. <laughs> well, so, but here's Jerry trying to help one, because Sam Williams uh, out of Ole Miss came out of college with some baggage. He had some issues at Ole Miss. He and did that, go to Ole Miss. So. And that's what dropped him to nah, – and that's really, for a lot of people, what dropped and put red flags up, so he dropped out of the first round. Yes. And the Cowboys took him. So last December, um, you know, he had an incident where a two-car accident, which led to an arrest be- warrant being filed against him. Mm. It was discovered that Sam Williams was speeding. He was going 98 miles per hour 
and his driver landed him and the other driver in the hospital. So he Ooh. caused the wreck. He was speeding. Yeah. And that was last He's December. lucky that it, it didn't work. It wasn't worse. Right. This is the same. I don't know. That, that story it was, was not. lucky that it wasn't. That it was wasn't that, a big. You're right. They, they put that one under the, <laughs> that he, one under the radar. He could have easily been Henry Ruggs. Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's been way within worse. the same great point. couple of months, the Henry yeah, Ruggs story. It's a great point. Oh, and that Jalen Carter story. Remember that, that crazy Jaylen story? Jalen Carter, right? Well, yeah. I mean, that happened last December. He like racing and everything. And it forced, um, and he had to go to the hospital. He couldn't play in the Week 16 game. Well, so on Sunday night, Frisco, Texas police pulled over Sam Williams mm. going 66 miles per hour in a 35 or 40 mile an hour zone in Frisco and was pulled over, and he's been charged with uh, having a small amount of a banned substance, which is likely a vape pen or something. Yeah, they with say some it was residue. THC, yeah. And then he also had an unlicensed firearm or, or, or weapon. Dead weapon. 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 <laughs> As Ty weapon. said, it could be something say, other than a firearm. Didn't say gun, yeah. just said weapon. <laughs> now, again, these are not huge charges as far as that goes. I mean, one is a, a, a low felony. Mm-hmm. The other is a misdemeanor. And but it's his second offense in nine months. Right? Yeah. He had this just back in December. Yeah, we got yeah. so Jerry Jones pattern. is like we got a pattern here. A pattern. Well, plus he came out of college with some of this. Mm-hmm. Well, listen to Jerry. And he, <laughs> he's always going to find the silver lining in the home for wayward <laughs> boys. Uh, he did a little math for you, and he wants to explain to you why he's he feels like they're it's working with Sam Williams. Last year he drives 100 miles an hour and has a wreck. You know, in this, I mean, how do you conjugate all that? How, how do you? balance those things well uh, first of all i'm saying that he is as which is more often the case than not uh this sounds a little hollow but he does and is uh maturing uh and he is uh the uh uh, what was he going 66 (laughs) was he going 66 miles an hour no this year so he's 34 miles an hour less than this year than he was last year. 98 to 66. So that's improvement. He's maturing. Wouldn't go at 100. Baby steps, man. Baby steps. All right. We're going to get him down oh, to the actual legal speed limit pretty soon here. He might have still been going 25 or 30 miles over the posted speed limit, but he's maturing, guys. That's still a felony. Still a felony, yeah. But hey, Jerry Jones, he, he, he obviously doesn't think it's you know, a big deal. He so. just said that. He's not like, concerned like, with it. Hey, we're getting better. Getting better, man. I talked to him about this. He said, I'll get better, Jerry. You know what? That's technically better. 33 miles an hour. <laughs> That's like something your teenage kid yes. would say to you. Yes. They get a, t- a speeding ticket. It's like, Dad, actually, I, that, that did get better. Yeah. I watched my speed. Maybe you told me to watch my speed. I watched it. Oh, that's great. That's why I love Jerry Jones, man. He he makes the Cowboys interesting even when they don't they're not even good. But they're good this year. They're good and they're interesting this year. Speaking of, are they good enough? To finally break through the divisional round. Remember, I gave the stat that the Cowboys are the only franchise to have two quarterbacks, all right, reach the divisional round, all right, uh, on multiple occasions and not break through at all. Like nobody else has that that happened to him. Demarcus Ware uh, was, I believe he's interviewing, is it Michael Parsons, Trevon Diggs? I'm not sure who the other guy is here in this okay. clip. All right, so this is, is the, the newly enshrined. Is it Demarcus Lawrence? Yeah. Oh. He, it's Demarcus Lawrence. So it's Demarcus Lawrence, Trevon Diggs, and Michael Parsons. They're the ones who are being interviewed on this panel, and Demarcus Ware, I believe, is the one who's done the mediator. Uh, so that, that's that's as I will set it up, and then the guarantee, the first guarantee, I believe, is Demarcus Lawrence. All right, so here's the audio. What message are you going to leave for Cowboys Nation as you prepare for the 2023 season? And that's for each one of you. 
Let's get ready for Vegas. <laughs> yeah. That's where the Super Bowl is. Yeah. Thanks. No. That's Michael. <laughs> man, I'm going to see y'all in Vegas, man. If y'all uh, roulette put on Black 11, um, I'm pretty sure it's going to hit because we, we attacking everything, man. And y'all going to see the number one defense in the freaking NFL. I'm going to put it like that. So. Uh-oh. Get ready for Vegas. Okay. So Pro, got- Bowl, Pro Bowl's also in Vegas. Let's keep that in mind. Oh, so I guess you could pivot. <laughs> you could say, "I meant the Pro Bowl." What are you guys talking about? Yeah. Uh, so two guarantees in that little clip, uh, uh, that audio clip. You got Demarcus Lawrence saying, "All right, we'll see y'all in Vegas as a Super Bowl contender," and then you got Micah Parsons. They said we're gonna have the number one defense in the league. That's another little guarantee. Which and, they, you know, actually the Cowboys have a chance to be the number be one uh, defense in the league. Well, but you're not moving dope. dope. He's smoking dope. <laughs> Must be. <You> got to be. <laughs> He's smoking dope. Well, because he doesn't want to have to walk to Vegas. That's, I want to start walking yep. to Dallas, I mean. They got to gotta win the game. They, 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 don't, they don't just have to get there. No, nah, you're right. They got to win. That's they got to win the game. They got to win. Well, if they get there, would you start getting nervous? You got to start. If they uh, if they get to the Super Bowl, you definitely got to start, like, working out. You got to start buying I'll, some I'll new shoes. Stretching. Yeah, if they get to the NFC title game, you got to start. Work it out again, man. Stretch and get ready. They get to the Super Bowl. We're having a huge watch party, and it's going to be an event. Oh, dude, we're going we're gonna to put out a press release. It's going to be a national story. This is a 20-something-year-old hot take of bet, and then we're going to have, have it paid off nationally. Oh, it's going to get sponsored. It's going to be great. Oh, it's going to be great. You got fans that are going to take they're gonna, they're gonna take some of the you know the, 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 the trip with you. They'll walk with you. They'll walk with you. ride with you. Ty walking. said he's walking with Ty's him. doing a whole damn thing. Well, Ty, Ty has been yeah. alive since they won a Super Bowl. So this would be, he'd be just doing it. Oh, people start joining you like Forrest Gump on that movie. Yeah. People start yeah. joining you like, you know what? We all want the Cowboys to win. We were happy for it. Let's go. We're joining E. Hogan. Are you walking to Dallas or to Jerry World? It's like Frisco. Arlington, their home stadium. <laughs> that's even farther. I'm not walking to Frisco. Yeah, that's. I'm not walking to Frisco. North Dallas. That's way north. That's Plano. <laughs> I I'm walking that. to Arlington. How much more? How much longer could it be? Oh, I'll tell you. <laughs> I'll tell you. I mean, you got a long way to go either way. I'll get, we got to take breaks. You got to have. Oh, no. I mean, it would take, it would take a couple of weeks. Week. Take a couple weeks. I do, I do the show each weeks. morning and then we start walking. <laughs> he says a couple of weeks, Ty. Ty said a Several week. weeks. Several weeks. Oh, that means he's taking a lot of breaks. You're taking frequent breaks. You're gonna stop and every going little straight hammer. through. Well, I know that, but to say like you're gonna take like a break to like s- like sleep and like chill. You're gonna basically walk the same amount of hours every day. It's like a 24 hour walk. Total total hours. Yes. Right. Oh yeah, yeah that, that shouldn't take yeah. you longer than a week. Eight hours a day. That shouldn't take you longer than a week. Eight hours a day. That shouldn't take you longer than a week. Two days. Honestly, that should that should I'm be a week. You walked to Waco and you walked the rest of the way. It should be a week. It should just take you a week, a weekday. I don't want to take the show off. You ride though. I still got to do the show and then can't leave. It's going to be cold too. No, we'll do the show around you doing that. We're not doing it the day after the Super Bowl. We're going to do it. We'll set it up. We'll do it in the spring. Jerry Jones is going to greet me when I get there with flowers. It's Texas. You want to do that during the fall or winter? It's got to be February, March. Okay, yeah, you make sure. Yeah, you know, April. Yeah, spring might get through too hot. It's got to be within the next month. Got to get twenty miles a day. Yeah, you can't let the buzz of the Cowboys winning the Super Bowl die down. So I agree with Ty. We got to do it. I'll get it in. I'll get it in. But I'm not doing. I'm not leaving the Monday after the Super Bowl. That's not happening. No, no. Got a little organization to it. Well, we still organize. We're getting organized. By the way, are you guys smoking dope? Hey, you just heard Demarcus Lawrence. Hey, he said meet me in Vegas. I've heard baby. him before. This is why I are you guys smoking dope? I mean, come on. <laughs> That's why I said it in 1999. I, it, I've never been fearful or worried, and this year's not changing. Now, who's playing quarterback? 
Yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> Dakota Rain, baby. Oh, they got to win the Super Bowl. Got no faith in Dak, baby. Don't worry. Hey, you ain't got to have faith in Dak. Have faith in Dan Quinn. And that defense. I do. I, that fears me. That, yeah. that, 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 mm-hmm. that, that's my one fear is that, exactly. that defense is that good. That defense is that good. Yeah. Okay. But the Cowboys are the only franchise, as I pointed out, with two quarterbacks to play in three or more divisional round games and not win one. So, actually, the odds in history is on my man East side there. At least recent history. And just so you know, <laughs> as we set the ground, I'm going to be starting that walk from like the the Dell Diamond or somewhere from Georgetown. <laughs> the last possible, the last point of Austin from Greater Austin. Greater Austin E. With that stat that you mentioned about the quarterbacks, I think it's more that they're due than anything else. That's true. So you think I'm better? That's how better is. If you're looking at it from the. T- t- Oh my God! Due to what angle? Yeah, well, Due yeah, to win the odds. Ones. Yeah, yeah you can't it, lose forever. Just like he picked against the Ravens to lose a preseason game, he's like they've won twenty four straight. At one point, it's gotta end, and he picked the right game for it to end. Same thing with the Cowboys. At one point, they gotta break through the divisional round to the NFC title game because history will show you that no other team in the history of the NFL has actually had more opportunities with their franchise quarterbacks to do it and fail miserably than the Dallas Cowboys. At one point, they got to break through. It's 181 miles from Round Rock to uh, Arlington. It is ooh, 189 okay. miles. Okay. Oh, that's, uh, you're good. From Round Rock to Frisco. No, you got to start from here. No! Mm. No, we got to say we have we a start, we have start a the show party, in the morning. Launch party. Yeah. We're going to do the show from the Dell Diamond parking lot. Then oh, I'm going to be hiking be, it down 79, and I'll that'd be, be cool. on my way. All right. I, I might even get a ride down to 35 and then take a take off from there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll hit an Uber down to the Ikea, <laughs> that Ikea there, right at the end, and then I'm off. Oh, man. I'm not kind of rooting for the Cowboys to win the Super Bowl because I do want, oh, want this to become be. a, an extravaganza. Let's, let's also keep in event. mind that when I said it, I was like 26, 27 years old. I'm now 50. Yeah, I'm saying you were in good shape. You're and like, I the, can do that in my sleep. By the end of the Super Bowl, I'll be 51. So uh, I'll do it, though. Come on. Yeah. Are you smoking dope? <laughs> uh, coming up, we'll play the Brett Miller Mark sound for those who have not heard it. If you want to get fired up, if you're a Longhorn fan, and oh. get your guns up, if you're a Red Raider fan, says Google Earth says it's a 65 hour walk, guys. 65 says that's what Google, yeah. the Google walk says, or the Google. Nah, yeah, we can do it faster than that. 24 hours. Yeah, all right. well, yeah, well, at your pace. We talk about ease pace. <laughs> ease pace. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get him some Heelys or something. Throw like some uh, Heelys. <laughs> maybe throw. St- or a treadmill in the back of a truck I'll, or I'll, something. I think we can allow you to bring a skateboard. I think that'd be pretty funny. Uh, well, unless he hurts himself. I uh, no, I'm not doing that. I'm 51 years old. I'm <laughs> yeah, not doing exactly. a skateboard. You don't want to go out like that. Uh, so, so it's an E, the Ikea's Round Rock, technically. Almost. When you're That's on Greater your way. Austin. We're going Still Greater Austin. Here. Yeah, we're going Greater Austin. I'll I'm give you that. shaving some time off of it. It's going to be awesome. Um, but yeah, go Cowboys. Go, go Cowboys. Cowboys. This says the Dak disrespect. It's ridiculous. Well, it's he's, warranted. He's I'm two, a and, fan. two and four in the postseason, and he's had a chance to lead them the last two years, and yep. couldn't do it. There you go. So until I see it, he's Kirk Cousins. So <laughs> oh, I'm not on. picking the Vikings either. The stats are the same, same player. <laughs> keep saying that too. They're well, Cousins. Two and I'll show you the stats again. Two they were and, both drafted in the fourth round, though, too. Fourth round picks. <laughs> two and four in the playoffs. Big numbers, both 66% career passers. Neither expected to ever be a franchise quarterback, right. but now they are. Both passer rating, the identical. Mm. Um, yeah, and don't be good teams when they have to. That's not a bad take. We'll be back. Uh, we will also hear Pete Carroll's take on 
Why oh. they threw the ball at the goal line with, with beast mode. Who is he going to blame for his bad decision? No, he doesn't. He just explains it. He okay. takes full accountability. We'll All be right. back. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, Hook Em Up, 1019 AM 1260, The Horn. Oh, man. Our texture says, E, will be like that woman who rode the Boston subway to the finish line of the marathon, declared the winner until somebody looked into it. Better watch out. No, no he'll, have, he'll have eyes on him the whole time. You know what I'll do? If, we, if the Cowboys win the Super Bowl, and I'll pay off my promise. I'll put like a GoPro on, and we'll be all night. You can follow it on a live stream. Where's E? We're going to sell that, too. Boom. Where's we'll E? that sponsored. Yeah. Because I'm going to have to walk e. all night. I mean, I mean, that'll be the – but this guy says, guys, I work for TextDot. I like this. I wouldn't okay. walk that far if you paid me. Those drivers will run your ass over. <laughs> oh, you mean? Oh, so we need to make sure E is safe too. So yeah, we probably have be some the frontage roads. Oh, like oh, you mark no, back in the day. That's not. Yeah, I guess that's. So it would take safer. eight and a, eight and a third days to walk to Dallas at a three mile an hour pace for eight hours a day. Thank you for the math. Okay, I can mm. do that. That that you would kind of be the plan. Yeah, I'd be a little sore. I'd have to get a couple pairs of shoes, and I would have to get a little little. And I do, I do work out and uh, exercise and do the treadmill, so I'll be all right. But yes, as we get closer, we still haven't gotten to where I have to, to have to sweat yet. I think you'd have for the first part of it, and like the end of it, you'd have some real fans that would walk with you. Follow it on. There's the like stream. moral support. They would tie. Hell, Todd probably do the whole damn thing with you. But you have some, you'd have a group that would help. I'd rock some of it with you. The first part of it. Why oh, not? Man. It's just fun. Then I can be like, all right, e, I'm going well, home. Well, and I would want to. <laughs> in a perfect world, I would want to do the show with you each morning. So we'd have to stop and I'd get some rest, and then we'd have a crew of people to set yeah. the show up, and we yeah. do it from we can, somewhere. Or we could basically do remotes the whole way, and I could just do the show with you at like random hotel and rooms. And I'll, I'll peel off like yeah. nine and start walking. <laughs> oh, that's great. Honestly, that's money right there. We, that's exactly how we're going to do it. Yeah, we'll do the show. Because, yeah, we can't miss that opportunity to promote oh. the show while you're doing it. Yeah, that would be silly if I don't if I take a week this off This thing's going to become like a national viral sensation, oh, yeah. man. People learn and about. The, and the scene of me walking up and Jerry Jones with. Oh, Jerry's going to come out there and meet you. Oh, point. Jerry's yeah. be like, I got to meet. the point I, I gotta, of the deal. I got to meet this guy. He's, he, uh, he, don't, he didn't believe in Jerry Jones, and I got to meet him. I still won that. I still won that take. Come on, man. Oh, that's a, that's one of the greatest <laughs> sports radio takes in the history of sports radio. No matter where you are in the country, because you basically at the at the peak of Dallas Cowboys championship achievement, you decided that because of Jerry Jones and his ways of doing business, all right, that you you saw enough that you would make a bold prediction that you would walk to Dallas if they ever won another Super Bowl with Jerry Jones Jim, because you knew. He will be the he, reason they won't. His ego, yeah. And you were right for twenty mm-hmm. something years. I don't, you're still right. We're just we're well, just being optimistic I, here. As I've said before, the reason <laughs> I felt that way strongly was I grew up a Houston fan and knew how Bud Adams operated. And I I used I would used to use Jerry Jones as an example. That's how you run a team. I'm jealous. I'm a Houston fan. Mm. Bud Adams is a terrible owner. Uh, and I also said this to you before, but but I, I also had to grow up with the Houston Astros. Where John McMullen was their owner, and he's the one that the only people want to know. Well, how did Nolan leave Houston to get to Arlington, where he threw several more no hitters and pitched till he was forty-seven? Because John McMullen in the late eighties wanted to give Nolan Ryan a pay cut and told him so to his face. Yeah, and Nolan said, "Okay, well, I'll go somewhere they'll pay me." <laughs> what <A> pay cut? <laughs> I mean, come on, man! And so he went to Arlington, and then so I grew up with bad ownership. And so when Jerry came in, and yes, it wasn't liked that he. Came, came in Landry. scorched earth and fired yeah. Tom Landry in a, in a classless way. And but he hired Jimmy Johnson. He let Jimmy go to work. They were aggressive. They were 
just going for it. So, but then I was like, so I, I, mean, I was jealous of my Cowboys friends because you're. I was like, you guys are going to win a lot of Super Bowls. This thing's going to keep on seemed, going. Seemed like it. And then the egos clashed, and Jerry not only got rid of Jimmy, he decided he was going to take over. And it was him that built those Super Bowl teams, not Jimmy Johnson, which to anybody paying attention knew was not true. And, you know, so and the, the promise was this. As long as he is the general manager of the football team, they will not win the Super Bowl. It, it, and, and, you know, if he had stepped upstairs and hired a general manager, uh, that promise would have been over. But it was, it was him in charge because he was – I thought in 1999, this guy's hellbent on proving that he was. I'm the reason we won these Super Bowls. Not Jimmy. Not Jimmy. Not Jimmy. It was me. And yeah. he still is. I'm the genius. And he him. still is. He's still the genius. Now, he has gotten smarter with better support staff has. and support structures around him with Will McClay and listening to now Stephen Jones a little bit more. So he's got better uh, be- better counsel. He, he, has, he has softened. Yes. Well, I mean, you can only draft Quincy <laughs> Carter so many times. You can only, <laughs> right? Hire Dave Campo. <laughs> Uh, but, and you can't fire yourself. Well, look, and I, I, you know, the great Bob Costas once put Jerry in his place more than anybody when he sat with him and said, look, he, he listed the, the record and all yeah. these things. And he was and like, basically, you would fire any GM that, that yeah. was this bad. Any other GM <laughs> with this resume would have been fired long ago, correct? Yeah. And then why won't you fire yourself? And he, yeah, he chuck, oh, 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 Bob, oh, Bob, shucks. Because I'm a billionaire, Bob. And billionaires I, don't have to fire themselves. Well, <laughs> well, well, we're making progress. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so my, my promise was based on that, and it still stands, and I still am not worried. Uh, still am not worried. Yeah, you're not worried. Not yet, anyway. This is, we'll see how this season goes if we start freaking yeah. out a little bit. Hey, tell Bucky's I'm on my way. I'll be at Bucky's <laughs> and Temple. Come on. It's going to be jail some Bucky too. balls. And, uh, like all the Bucky's. All right, let's play the Brett Yormark sound one more time. Let's go behind that burn orange curtain and let Rod uh, tell, you, tell you what the commish is thinking and why <laughs> Texas fans, yeah, you can be mad, but try to understand. And they were all asking themselves the same question. What is behind that curtain? Our, our, by now, I'm sure all the Longhorn fans have heard the Brett Yarmark uh, comments. If you haven't, we'll play them for you right here and dive into them. He was in Lubbock, so he was, uh, you know, he was catering to the crowd there a little bit in Lubbock. And Brett Yarmark, the commissioner of the Big 12, decided to take a shot at Texas while out in West Texas. In addition, candidly, we were able to get Texas and Oklahoma out a year early. That was a big deal for us, and I think all of you. Okay. Okay. And coach. <laughs> I'm not going to put any pressure on you, but I'm going to be in Austin for Thanksgiving, okay? And you better take care of business like you did right here in Lubbock last year. Yes, yes, and this got Longhorn fans all riled up. And, yeah, you could make the argument that that's unbecoming of a commissioner. Yes, and he shouldn't be making those comments. And and I, I don't disagree with any of that. This is what I'll say. I'll say that all of us need to really shift our mindset when it comes to college sports. You know, we have this, I don't know, this kind of antiquated view of college sports that it's it's a this is academic institutions who are engaging in athletic competition uh, and amateurism. And uh, this is about sportsmanship and all this other stuff and academics at the highest levels. And the truth is realignment and the new changing face of college sports It's actually not about that at all. It's an entertainment product now. And in the sports industrial complex, the multi-billion dollar arm of the sports industrial complex that is college football, that's what's running all of this realignment. And if you are not a brand, 
right, that is considered profitable um, and recognizable in this new uh, landscape of college sports, then you're getting left behind. Like I said, this is about entertainment. And when you think about Brett Yarmark, as I've described him as an alien and not a dinosaur, he's just being a promoter, like a Dana White or you know, a Don King back in the day. He's promoting a fight. And he's basically turned the Texas-Texas Tech game at the end of the season into must-watch television. Now, everybody around the country who's not a Texas or a Texas Tech fan, even if Texas blows out Texas Tech, they're going to be watching that game to see how the smack talk, the trash talk, how it all plays out. And we know, guys, that the smack talk and the trash talk, it does drive ratings. Now we know it. How do we know it? It people chattering. It does. How do we know this? The Women's College Basketball National Title. Guys, we have never cared as a sports, as a collective sports community about women's college basketball. We just haven't. But when we saw uh, Haley Van Life and Angel Reese and we saw all, and Caitlin Clark, all of these ladies, these dynamic, elite um, uh, basketball players, but also dynamic, charismatic personalities, talking trash, doing the John Cena, Tony Yayo, you can't see me celebration. We all were captivated. And we watched the women's college basketball national title in numbers that were unheard of, unprecedented. 9.9 million viewers watched the women's college basketball national title. To give you perspective on that, it was more than last season sugar, orange, and cotton bowls, more than the Big 12, Pac-12, and ACC uh, college football title games, more than the college football matchup between Notre Dame and USC, LSU, Bama, Ohio State, Penn State, and Texas A&M, Bama. Got better ratings in all of those matchups. Matter of fact, it got higher ratings and more viewers than every NBA playoff, last year's NBA playoffs game except the finals, every game of last year's Major League Baseball postseason except for the World Series, and every NASCAR race since 2017, and every NHL game in more than 50 years. And all it took was some really Great athletes yeah, well, you to talk some trash hero and smack villain. talk. You know, there was there was the, the yes. little Iowa team that could with the best player versus this Kim mean, bullying, yeah. trash-talking LSU team with their brash coach. I mean, Come on, man. people got behind it. And there were great players. And there was a great product. That helps. That helps. But, you know, that happens all the time in college basketball, but it doesn't bring the interest. Mm-hmm. You know, there are good games that a lot of people miss. Get they the White House attention. talking about this damn matchup yeah. between yeah. Iowa and LSU. Joe Biden with her controversial tweet about bringing yeah. both to the White House house and all that you're right i mean it's 100 percent accurate and uh, that is what he's doing um and i'll play this for you coming up but um right your mark was asked about that well actually kirby hoka the athletic director at texas tech yesterday at this rally was asked about it and Ooh. i'll let you play it and and uh, kirby hoka said brett Yormark's impact in his first year of big 12 he says he's challenged us all to think differently he's brought a different way of thinking exactly. to college athletics that exactly. is needed in today's environment in today's world. So yeah. saying the quiet out loud. That's what he's doing. He's like, guys, I'm, I am going, it's basically what he's doing here, like I said, it's entertainment. And Jerry, we just talked about Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones is famous for this. It's to, actually, it's the Jerry Jones blueprint. In entertainment, there are two rules. If you can't be good, be interesting. It's really hard to be both. 
All right, you got to be one or the other. Be good or be interesting. That's why the Chiefs are a draw right now because the Chiefs good. are good and interesting. They're good and interesting, right? Mahomes, Cowboys, if they're not good, they're interesting. They're still interesting. Yeah, exactly. And uh, that's what Brett Roman's trying to do for the Big Twelve. He's like, you know what? We we may not be good anymore. We may not because we we may lose Texas, Oklahoma, our blue blood brands, but we're going to be damn interesting as a conference, and people will follow, and we will go viral, well, and, and, and look, we will be relevant. This won't be the last time Yormark does this. I, I will say oh, that up no. until this comment. Brett Yormark has been uh, pretty diplomatic about this whole thing. He's played both sides of the fence, yes. but he's done with that. Yes. And, and I think you said it right earlier that everyone's talking about Texas right now because they're the dark horse team. They're the team, not dark horse, they're the, kind of the trendy pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Yormark wants to make it about his conference. His conference is, is Texas without the Big 12. He's got to use them while they're here. And so using them as a vehicle, yes. knowing you won't have them beyond this Exactly. Year. So pick a fight with them. If you can't tone it, pick a fight with them. I like that you can't tone it. Well, and look, I, mean, it. <laughs> I think it's a smart move. Now, is it classless? Yeah, probably. Uh, but Brett Yormark is, is a sharp guy. He, this, let's hear Kirby Hoka. Now, Larry Chauvinek <laughs> is the president of Texas Tech. Larry Chauvinek is a big part of why Brett Yormark is the commissioner right now. Because mm-hmm. it was Chauvinek that told all the other Big 12 commission, uh, presidents, hey, calm down. Let's not, okay, we can be mad at Texas and Oklahoma all we want. But we have to react now. Mm-hmm. We cannot sit on our hands. We can be mad and want to file lawsuits and run to the state capitol and cry about it. They're going. They're leaving. Uh, Chris Del Conte said it. We had to do what was best for the University of Texas. Well, Chauvinek was the guy that convinced and a couple other presidents to go, we got to get rid of this guy Bowlesby because mm-hmm. he's styrofoam. <laughs> and we got to bring in a, a visionary, someone who's going to think differently because we're going to be different. We're going to be much lesser when Texas and Oklahoma are gone. So we need someone who thinks outside the box. And look, here they are. They got the t- deal done. They've already added the four corner schools. They're going to be a 16-team league. <laughs> They're in a lot better position. And they, they pretty much de- – his actions and their actions pretty much decimated the Pac-12. You did. Yep. Pac-12. You ended them. And you're now in a group of four conferences now. You were the one that was on life support when this all began. They're now gone. So you eviscerated them. You're never going to compete for the eyeballs of SEC or a Big Ten. But you can still be interesting, to your mm-hmm. point. And you are still going to have good teams, Rod. Oh, yeah. The Big 12 is still going to have good teams. Yes. Well, Baylor, so Texas If you're your yeah. mark, you're saying, wait a second, we just had a team in the national championship game that wasn't either of these two. Uh, we got rising teams. So knowing they're going to be gone, you have to be able to start to promote this current group and the rivalries that are going to come with the new look Big 12. And he's getting ahead of that. Uh, and let's hear Kirby Hocutt. He is the athletic director at Texas Tech talking about in one short year what Brett Yormark has brought to the uh, to the Big 12. It doesn't happen, and honestly, I asked him, and he said, absolutely, I will be there. It's just an exciting time, and he senses the, the energy. We, we were having dinner with the Marks on, on Saturday night, and in the middle of a bite, he asked, you know, so y'all are excited about this season. You have a chance to be really good this season. And before I could answer, uh, Diane, my wife, uh, answered the question for me. She said, can you believe the energy that Joey McGuire has generated? Can you believe he was born on August the 6th for Texas Tech to have a, a football coach that was born on 806 and commissioner? That's our area code, don't you know? And I was like, preach, Diane, preach. But, you know, he he's challenged us all to think differently. He, he's brought a different way of thinking to college athletics that is uh, needed in today's environment and in today's world. And I couldn't be more excited that uh, he's our commissioner and I tell you, the ideas that he brings forward are, are uh, coming faster than we, we can digest. So it's going to be a promising future. Uh, he's got ideas on how to expand and grow our brand that our fans will see over the course of the next couple of years. 
Exactly, and that starts with this. Pick a fight with Texas. It, 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 brilliant, simple, simplistically brilliant strategy, right? Well, because he already knows they're simmering, and he probably learned it at dinner. Joey McGuire was p- talking off, popping off in the mm-hmm. locker room last year after they beat him. Yeah, and like you said, it. and now, guys, you got to think about it. Just think about it. What if Tech is actually good? Well, they might be. I yeah, like they, that team that, this they're, year. They're a dark horse pick. What if they're good, and they're ranked at the end of the year? With Texas, and that game can determine whether Texas goes to the Big 12 title or not. Oh, and man. now you got the exact got he's all think, this ammo. He's gambling the that. What if Tech is good? If they're good, that last game can become must watch television for every college football fan across the country. Well, and that game will start the, the, the <laughs> for the first time ever, the NFL is putting a Black Friday game on in the afternoon, and that's the Dolphins and Jets. Mm-hmm. So that's Aaron Rodgers. So you got to compete now. And that's a three o'clock game. That game kicks at 6 30. So. And, of course, ESPN will be pushing that narrative. They'll play all that sound. Oh. Anything else that is said? Because let's also remember, Rod, before we get to uh, the timeout and come back with what's popping. What's popping? Including some preseason football tonight to be popping. The uh, So, lost in the Yormar comments, uh, Joey McGuire called Texas and Oklahoma those so-called blue bloods. Yeah, yes. there's an article in Lubbock Avalanche Journal that came out today. Timing being perfect. Uh, I'll read the excerpt. It says, McGuire, without naming the schools, referred to O-U-N-U-T as, quote, these so-called blue bloods. And I really question that. One of them's really good in Olympic sports. Oh! Oh, come on! That's what I'm saying, baby! He's Let's trying to get smacked. Like, I, I'm serious. It's about smack ready to talk, fight. baby! It's trash talk. See, even the fans are getting riled up, guys. And they that was just, Joey McGuire. That was not Brett Yormark. That was Brett McGuire. But he, no, no. I think this is Brett Yormark telling him the plan. Like, bro. We're, like you said, E, we're picking a fight with Texas, man. I need you to help me out a little bit. And what, is tech, <laughs> what has Tech ever done? Nothing. Any sport besides going Nothing. to the national championship in basketball and Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Hey, hey, in wrestling, exactly. you, you're in upset. wrestling, you got to prop up the patsy, yeah, man. You, go. you got to prop yeah. up the patsy. The, the jabroni. Yeah, get him. He's going to get beat, but you got to prop him up. <laughs> exactly. Make him think they can this, win. This is boxing promotion 101, guys. Really Let's hear uh, Chris Del Conte to wrap this up. Because Chris Del Conte said this yesterday to OrangeBloods.com before your mark or Joey McGuire said anything. We know we have to embrace the hate this year. Everyone in the Big 12 is mad at us. They think we broke up the Big 12. They think we broke up the Pac-12 because we left. We left for what's right for the University of Texas. And this is that was my job. That's our job as leadership is to protect the brand and put ourselves in the best position to be successful. So we know we have the t-shirts we gave all of our staff and kids embrace the hate. That's our mantra this year. At the same time, it's the farewell tour. And our goal is we, have, we won 12 Big 12 championships last year. The year before we won 13, our goal is to win all 20. That is our goal, and for us to compete for championships. So I will tell you, that's my goal for Steve, and that's our expectation. There you go. Embrace the hate. Embrace the hate, and baby. And as he said, Rod, accurately, we, uh, our job was to make the best decision for Texas. Brett Yormark right now is doing what's best for his new conference. Amen, Adam. And it's yeah. uh, this is where the rubber meets the road, and the game will be on November to whatever the date is. Yeah. Was it unprofessional? Yes. But was it a Calculated move? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. We'll be back. Uh, what's poppin' on the other side? What's poppin'? Who you Brand new whip just hopped in. I got options. I can pass it. It's like stocking. 18 mil. 18 mil is poppin'. That's what uh, Scotty Shuffler's trying to win for the FedEx Cup. He is uh, one of the 30 players teeing off this afternoon. Of course, since there's only 30, they'll all tee off this afternoon. Uh, Scotty Shuffler goes off at 1 o'clock playing with Victor Hovland today. So there's some... Built-in drama. Uh, of course, Scotty Sharts starts at minus 10. Uh, Hoblin is two back at minus 8. Rory is three back at minus um, 
seven, so he will tee off about ten minutes ahead of Victor Hovland and Scotty Scheffler. They'll be playing today together in the last group. Oh yeah. So here we go. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eighteen mil for the winner. Eighteen. He's already made what twenty-one mil. Yeah. Trying to get to close to forty million dollars in, in earnings. And when that happens, if that happens, Ooh. now look, he's got a putt. Last year he was in this spot too, and Rory came and beat him uh, by a stroke at East Lake. So, uh, but he's got to look at it. He's got to make some putts. But uh, the the number is amazing. If he wins this thing and makes forty million this year, his caddy is going to make more than a lot of touring pros. Oh yes, caddy will make at least two million. But I don't know. They could have an arrangement where he gets more than five percent. Who knows he, what his percentage? Yeah, he could get and he could get a bonus. You know, yeah, he hook him up like, oh man, I had a great year. That means you had a great he year. May, bonus. He may give him six, five, seven million dollars. <laughs> that's more than a lot of touring pros are making this Dude, year. Dude, if I'm a cat, I might retire on that one. That's you got to hit your hit your ride to a great wagon like Scotty Scheffler. Yes, you do. Man, he's got to make some putts though. And Victor Hovland. Probably can't wait to tee off again after a 61 on Sunday to win the BMW. This will be fun today. Uh, Sergio, excuse me, Sergio. Uh, Jordan Spieth is in this, too. He is uh, at number 30, or 29 of the top 30. Uh, so that's popping this weekend. That'll tee off today. Good stuff on the Golf Channel. we got baseball today, 1 o'clock. The Astros are playing. Games, uh Game 4, that three uh, four-game series. Houston looking to win the series after losing last night in extra frames. Uh, J.P. France on the mound for Houston. You know, he's putting himself in the Rookie of the Year competition. He's been the who, who would have guessed this when the season began with all the pitching the Astros had. Even now they have Justin Verlander back. They need but, him too. But J.P. France <laughs> has been the Astros' most reliable pitcher all year long. Yeah, I mean, nobody saw that coming. He's 9-4. and four. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I mean, because obviously Framber's been up and down, mostly Chris down Javier. since the All-Star break. Christian Javier doesn't look like himself. Last night, Jose Arquiti, they gave him an early lead, and he couldn't hold it, and that's what got it into extra frames. So, and so right now it's Verlander and France, your two right-handers that you're relying on yep. in Houston to be your your any any loss stoppers. So that'll be tonight. Uh, Rangers are back at it. Four game series at first place. Minnesota. That tough schedule continues. Andrew Heaney against Pedro Lopez or Pablo Lopez tonight. Both are nine game winners. So those will be popping in baseball. Rod. Uh, was popping and NFL got preseason action tonight too. Um, actually, I believe the Falcons are in action. They'll be they'll be facing the Steelers today. And Bam Bam Sam and the Colts. Ooh, oh, Mr. August. That's Mr. My, August. That's my, that's my pick of the night right there. It's, oh, is it really? It's minus 200. Not much value there, but I think you can guarantee well, it. Sam mean, getting a victory. At some point, he they got to let these really guys well play a little bit. But yeah, Pittsburgh and Atlanta. I'm interested to see this Kenny Pickett if they play him. But uh, Indianapolis, Philadelphia, that's uh, Shane Steichen against his former team. Yeah, it was Ty. Was that you just told me about Kenny Pickett having... Oh no, that was you, E. I think talking about the Kenny Pickett's like last eight games last year was like really last good. season. Yeah, I remember you talking Played about as a top that. Top ten quarterback in the AFC. Yeah, last year once he, once he got comfortable. Might be something to watch. Uh, something to watch. Ty is apparently running a forty today. Okay, I like this. What are we doing here, Ty? What's, What's the, going on? Holy moly! We're taking down the parking lot. We're going to get some video. Of Who's this we? Me and Jacob Standard, who is our digital <laughs> director here on the Horn. All those little clips you see on Twitter and Instagram. He's doing all that. What's the goal for this forty? So I ran a – the fastest 40 I ever ran was a 4.9 in high school. So I'm thinking 5.5 five or below here. Are you going to run it in your, in your trousers there? Or I'm either going to go get my Westlake track uniform or <laughs> wearing my khaki. Running my khaki. He's so like Uncle we'll Rico. He's going to represent. I'm going to go with – I'm going to say you got you got 5.2 in you. 5.2, 5.3 in you. Where are we'll you? Wh- yeah. Where are we five able to five. watch this drama? Uh, hopefully it will be on all of our socials by Streaming. tonight or tomorrow morning. Are you running a 40 against anyone? Is there any competition? No, just against time, baby. Against Father Time. The clock. You damn right. Rod, mm-hmm. have a wonderful Thursday. You want to do you this too, on a brother. Friday? Yeah, man. Hey. It's going to be fun. 
thanks to those who serve and also those who are a part of the solution, not the problem. Amen. Appreciate you every single day. Rod B. and E. will be back tomorrow morning. Also, Ty will be here, maybe with a pul- torn hamstring or a calf muscle. <laughs> Uh, growing, maybe all three. Uh, We'll have highlights starting at 6 a.m. manana. Watch it all. We'll be talking about it for five hours on a Friday.